This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. And good Thanksgiving Day afternoon. Libby's back here tomorrow, by the way, but a reminder to catch our election special this evening at 10 on our sister station, Vision TV, hosted by Libby, who will be joined by an expert panel discussing each party's plan to address issues related to Zoomers. Now, if you had your feast on Saturday or maybe yesterday, as our family did, then I hope it all went down smoothly without any, shall we say, political indigestion. If uh, if not, and you're hosting and still putting the finishing touches on the big meal and the big bird, or if you're on the way to the big spread during the oh, next 55 minutes or so, there'll be some food for thought, starting with the latest from the Zoomer primary and poll. Of course, at any point, if you'd care to join the conversation, the number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. So yes, here we go. Tongue firmly planted in cheek. We're going to talk turkey. Might as well get that right out of the way now and instead of waiting and trying to work it into the show gentlemen and i am joined in studio by peter muggridge senior editor zoomer magazine as well as david kravitz vice president of zoomer media and as libby likes to say as far as all things zoomer and as far as the demographic our demographics expert welcome gentlemen first of all for coming in on thanksgiving peter before we get your take on the highlights of the weekend vote uh, as well, maybe in terms of the overall vote uh, to this point, in your opinion, David, what are the actual numbers from the weekend? And then where are we as far as the running total? Well, last week we saw the first signs of a move toward the conservatives. Very, very modest. They're winning our poll by a half a point or so. Hmm. But on the weekend, they win by two points. They open up some distance between uh, the conservatives and the liberals, almost 36% to almost 34%. The NDP moves up, but not nearly as strongly as in the national poll. So our zoomervote.ca audience is moving, uh, I wouldn't say in a landslide, but yeah, not running discernibly uh, inching toward the conservatives, NDP improving, but still way behind where they are uh, nationally. So it reflects, except for the NDP surge, we are reflecting the national polls because they are showing uh, a slight uh, move away from the liberals. The question is, and Peter, you'll comment on this. I know how strong is the NDP and what damage will it do to the uh, liberals? Okay, so David basically uh, took the baton there, and right. I'm, and yeah. let's pass it over to you. Yeah. So, what about that? Um, well, I, I live in a downtown riding, so um, I, I've seen if, if going by signs is any indication. I, I've seen it. Like, okay, up. one second, David. Let's uh, let's try that, and I think uh, I think we've got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry, start start is again. That good? Yeah. yeah, that's good. We're so good. so I live in a downtown riding, and um, I, Andrew Cash is my. Um, it's Andrew Cash, and, and uh, he lost the last election to the Liberal in the Liberal wave. But um, judging by sign count, which isn't very accurate, he seems to be coming back. And I've read some local polls showing that um, 
he could take the riding and and it seems to me that a lot of the a lot of the downtown ridings will will shift back to NDP from uh, from the liberal wave we experienced in the last election, and that could account for um, the rise in the NDP in our polls. They're they're finally ahead of the green. The green has has pulled above them all since we started doing this six weeks ago, and now now the NDP is above the green where they should be, where I always thought they should be, and um, eating into eating into the liberal vote. So, I, I put this to the both of you. David, we'll start with you. What about the the undecided? That's that's always such a crucial vote. Everyone looks at other at other parties in terms of what can we mm-hmm. take from here. But there's that good chunk of the election Very voter high. pie, which maybe haven't made up their mind or haven't shared their views. I think it's very high considering it's this late in the game. Our Zoomer poll, 12%, 11.912 in that range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay there all the way through. So there's a lot of people sitting on the fence. And remember, when we talk about undecideds with Zoomers, important to keep in mind, you're talking about likely voters. When you're talking about undecideds for the population as a whole, you're talking about more people who are not convinced, not enthusiastic, don't know what they're going to do, and may well stay home as a result. They're not um, burning to cast a ballot. Zoomers are six out of 10 votes cast, will be from our age group. So the undecided Zoomers tend to decide and <laughs> they go yeah. somewhere, whereas the other age groups don't as much. So uh, if I were these uh, any of the political parties, I would be spending the last week throwing every single messaging, (laughs) messaging moment, ad dollar speech, uh, public event at this demographic, because we are definitely going to decide this election. 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-744-740. Maybe you would care to comment on something you've heard up to this point. Uh, maybe you've been uh, calling in periodically throughout the election and, and making some points with Libby and uh, David and, and Peter. Uh, did it come up at your Thanksgiving dinner table on the weekend if you had it Saturday or Sunday? Or might it come up this afternoon or evening if you should be hosting? Give us a call, share your thoughts, and maybe we'll even get into a little bit of a political debate should we have some uh, listeners of who have, shall we say, different opinions and are at the opposite ends of the political spectrum, we might even allow for a little bit debate. If you behave (laughs) and don't behave like a politician and try to shout over one another, we'll actually uh, let you have your peace and have your say, and maybe we'll be able to hear what you have to say, and we won't have to intervene. So again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And uh, Peter, what about... You know, the the undecided. David mm-hmm. uh, touched on it. Would you concur? Or is, is there another point yeah, pertaining I, to that you'd I, care to make? I was speaking to um, an Ipsos Reid uh, pollster, Daryl Bricker, who you see quoted a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was saying in the last election, um, the, the undecideds were so in favor of Trudeau. Um, his popularity was 69% at times, which is unheard of for a leader. And that brought out a lot of the undecided and a lot of the first-time voters this time around, he's down in the low 30s. He's um, he's not generating that kind of positive vibe, that kind of hope for the future. And undecideds and first times don't look like they're going to turn out for the liberals. 
So that could be a big change from the last election where he swept th- that those demos. And that's where the votes could go, possibly to whether it's conservative, could go NDP, I could go green. That, I asked him that and he said that's the big mystery. The, even the polls just don't know. Like that's the big mystery and we'll decide the election. So they can't even make they sense of the leaves no, as they're exactly. trying to read them. <laughs> right, David? No, I, think just... that's, I think that's true because if, if you take our, our group at 12 percent, does that break 34 to 33 of the 12, mm-hmm. you know, the way right. we're running now? Or do they all finally decide, okay, I got to make up my mind. I'm going in one direction more strongly. And remember, uh, the two main parties are so close that even a couple of percentage points will throw, will, you know, create the winner. Uh, it doesn't need to break 90 to 10. Right. It can break. 54 to 40, you know, just very narrowly, that extra point or two, that's the ball game. So right. that's why I'm saying the two. Especially in close riding. Especially yeah. in close riding. Yeah. So especially to, so to reach out to our demographic, I think, becomes imperative. I'm not aware that the parties are particularly <laughs> trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they can um, if they can count, if they can add and subtract, they ought to be uh, focusing on our demographic. Mm-hmm. Not to try to influence if someone's listening how they might wish to vote, but uh, what about the two of you, Peter, yourself? How do you now in a week? I mean, all it takes is one faux pas overnight, mm-hmm. and that could send things into the dumpster mm-hmm. for one of the the two that are kind of in this what appears to be a two-man horse race mm-hmm. heading for the for the finish line but uh how do you see this playing out uh, a week from today how do you what's what's your gut telling you no not your 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 head or your heart mm-hmm. what's your your gut telling you well my gut like i you know looking back in in canada's uh, election history only twice has a first term majority government not been reelected to at least a minority so the liberals have that history on their side, and I, and I'm kind of even if it's a liberal minority propped up by NDP coalition, I I still think, and I and I said this several weeks ago, I still think it's going to be a liberal minority based on history and the number of incumbents they have at the riding level. David Kravitz. Well, I went out on the opposite limb <laughs> many weeks ago, and I predicted a conservative minority uh, because I couldn't believe that the, uh, you know, black face, brown face, whatever one's personal feelings are, I couldn't believe that it wouldn't do more damage than it apparently has done. So I overestimated that. But I want to point out that this is a unique election in some respects because of the lack of space between the leaders. If you normally, if you're a hard-nosed, cynical political operative, you would say that in a country where there hasn't been any major problems, the economy isn't terrible, things are moving along. You don't In fact, have to it's quite like, good. And, you don't yeah. have to like true yeah. but we're nothing and you're up against a first time leader of the opposition who is not charismatic. In a normal world, a political pro would say Justin Trudeau should be able to put Andrew Shear away by ten points. But if you look at who do you prefer as prime minister, it's shockingly low for both twenty nine point eight to twenty nine point five. I mean it's terrible. Yeah. On the other hand, you could say Given uh, that blackface, brownface uh, scandal, Andrew Scheer ought to be able to put away Justin Trudeau by 10 points. How can he not be wiping the floor? Right. So you have two leaders who are not able to deliver 
the uh, coup de grace, as it were, with favoring winds at their back right. in a very different way. Neither of them can get it done. And that, to me, has never been – I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. D- Peter, do you think if either scandal – and I'm talking about either SNC-Lavalin uh, or the black fa- uh, blackface, brownface – if either occurred closer to an actual election date – that that would have been it for maybe even a liberal minority, if that's how it plays out? Yeah, that's a good question. But I mean, we'll never know, obviously, right. but um, it's it's a really good question. But what I what I think is we didn't we didn't see like a sudden dip for Trudeau after the black brown face scandal. But I think we're seeing like a, a slow drip away from him. You know, like every poll I look at, liberals are down, down, down and not not they're not cratering, but it's it's a steady decline. And um, NDP uh, Jagmeet Singh, who handled the the whole scandal incredibly well with mm-hmm. with with you know grace and dignity, and we've seen him climbing. So so um, you know I, I think it's had a long term effect on the Trudeau brand, definitely, and to the to the benefit of NDP. What about you, David? I'd like to co- uh, add to that because we haven't talked about the debate, which no. happened yep. since the last yep, time we right. were on. And I thought a lot of people, not me, that um, Trudeau looked very subdued. He almost looked preoccupied. Uh, you keep wa- I th- you kept I thought he wondering. had the flu. He, he looked so he, bad. He, yeah. he, is he waiting for something to drop? Some of Shear's attacks on his trustworthiness and he's a hypocrite seemed a little bit of a – does Sheer know something is going to happen soon? And is Trudeau worried about that? It, mm. it, it almost looked like there was a whole subtext going on. Uh, of course, nothing happened. And then so what happens is you get into the opposite. Now, if they spring something now, Trudeau's fans are going to say, well, you're just held that back and you waited. And it, it, so there's that right. whole cynical thing. And the reverse in. effect. But I think Singh clearly won the night. Our uh, voters, we were polled on that uh, in a CARP of our members, thought that Singh won the debate, but tellingly, when asked which leader best represented your interest, the number one uh, vote-getter was none of them. None of the above. None of the above. So it's not resonating, and that I And it think, wasn't even close, David. No, it, it was 40%. 40%. None of the leaders. I, I, yeah. Singh won the debate. You're asking me who yeah. won the debate. Singh won the debate, but who represents me? None, none of them. None of the above. Yeah. Ergo, undecided. Right. And you know, both of you, and I'll put this to both of you, I don't know if it's ever come up in conversation, whether it's water cooler in the hallways, uh, away from work. I don't know how many times I've heard someone when they've tried to start a conversation about the election, who are you going to, it's like they're rhetorically asking a question, and then they proceed to to answer it with other questions. They go, who do you think is going to win the election? I don't know. You know what? I, I don't know who's going to win the election. And then it's I don't know if any of them do, do, does mm-hmm. anything for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, OK, you're one of the that 10 yeah, to 12 percent, which yeah. is the the undecided mm-hmm. who are almost like waiting until the yeah. they go right up to the polling station. Yeah. And even then they might look and go, OK, what's uh, what do I do here? Yeah. They don't want Trudeau, but they don't want sure. Right? Yeah. So and they're also yeah. undecided because of the leadership question. There's not a burning policy issue. Are you undecided because you're in favor of X or you're against X and it swings on that? You know, is the economy 
terrible if someone says, is there some big, fat, juicy policy that you want to stop? Right. It isn't. It's all squishy and it's all, eh, you know, I don't like them. Yeah. I like them. And that's what I think none of the parties has been able to really capitalize on, possibly except for uh, Jagmeet Singh as a result of the debate where he did himself a lot of good. I am joined in studio by David Kravitz, Vice President of Zoomer Media, as well as Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor of Zoomer Magazine. We are talking about the federal election. And without further ado, a good Thanksgiving Day afternoon to Isabel in Brantford. How are you, Isabel? I'm fine. We're enjoying this lovely weather and the nice Thanksgiving. Um, we're, uh, what I am uh, uh, upset about is the attitude towards the Green Party and the NDP and the attitude in, a, in the, um, the, the um, leaders uh, just you know, dra- uh, arguing back and forth and finding fault with each other. But the, the, the um, Green Party and the NDP are saying that they are not going to so- support the conservatives if they uh, get into power. And um, I think this is a a poor attitude for uh, people that are uh, wanting to be voted in to uh, for the country. And that's not for the country. That's not for the people. That's not helping everybody. That's dividing things immediately. And I like the fact that um, when the end, when the uh, uh, Green Party got in in PEI, they said they were going to work with everybody. The attitude was nice there, and I thought they were going to continue that. But uh, I do not like the fact that they do not work want to work together, and that's what has to happen in this country. Okay, Isabel, thank you so much, and uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, Day to you and yours. And. Uh, um, okay. I, uh, we'll see what, uh, what Peter and David have to, to say about your remarks there. We'll, we'll listen out to what they have to say. So David, if we can. Well, I think, uh, Isabel touches on an interesting point because normally a party declares a position mm-hmm. and is open to seeing. So the NDP typically would say, we insist on ABC mm-hmm. and we'll work with either majority party. If they bring in ABC, we're, happy to work with Andrew Scheer. If you bring in ABC, we're happy to work. But to rule out one party and to rule in the other, we will not work with the Conservatives no matter what. Uh, I think at best is a high-risk strategy uh, for the NDP. I'm not quite sure why he's doing that, but uh, it's very unusual. Peter? Yeah, he um, Singh drew a line in the sand very early in the campaign and <laughs> saying he, he wouldn't work with a Conservative minority. So I, I think he's having problems... Um, you know, uh, walking back from that, and he's trying to say philosophically pure, but um, to prop up a liberal minority and not a conservative minority is going to look bad optically, and I think will um, you know have a negative backlash the next time we go to the polls. Dennis and Brampton, happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you. And what's your feeling about this with the possibility of a uh, you know coalition? Happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. So I have been um, saying from the outset that the ideal outcome for me would be a liberal minority uh, with the NDP holding the balance of power. And uh, with respect to coalition, uh, that might even be a better outcome. And the problem with it, and that's, that's if you, if you think that 
we're not doing enough uh, on climate change, which is right at the top of the list in terms, in fact, it's at the very top in terms of uh, what Canadians are thinking about in the election. Uh, if you look at the Conservatives, they're offering nothing. And none of the parties, NDP uh, or the Greens, are going to support a party that's all about pipeline. They've made that very clear. And so uh, if you think, care about climate change, I think um, coalition would be just fine. Thanks very much. Okay, well, you guys, uh, the Liberals own the pipeline. So, I mean, if the, if it was an environment, you know, uh, being being the factor of not having a coalition, the Liberals own the pipeline, and so they are they are all about pipelines. Well, I also I also think that for our age group, and I'm basing this partly on the CARP poll as well right. as some of what we're learning in the Zoomer poll. Uh, <clears throat> the I hate to say it, but environment is not the number one uh, issue. Healthcare is the number one issue. It's been invisible. Uh, in this campaign, but it is what is um, motivating a lot of the people, and that is maybe a reason why they didn't think any of the uh, leaders in the debate really represented what they were most interested in. Join the conversation, please, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740, like Martin in Toronto, and happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you, Martin. Thank you, same to you. Thanks for taking my call. You know, as a Zoomer, uh, I was quite insulted how they uh, parachuted, uh, the Conservatives parachuted um, Mr. Jason Kenney, uh, recently elected in uh, in Alberta. Um, you, you know, we have a Conservative premier here, too, and I get it. Uh, he's running low in the polls. Uh, that's because of his performance. That's because of, you know, promises that he made and, of course, all the cuts, uh, you know, to education and health care. Uh, and, and that means a lot for Zoomers. But, you know, um, why? Why bring Jason Kenney in? Um, you know, they've asked, um, and when I say they, from what I've heard in the media, um, the Conservatives have, have asked Mr. Ford to uh, stay far away. Uh, he's went in, he went into hiding uh, literally since the, the writ was dropped. But yet they bring in the... Um, uh, the conservative premier. Uh, and that's the problem that I have. I, I just don't trust the sheer government. I, I was tended to sort of uh, look at the conservatives and I was having a second look. But when he, when they pulled that scam, um, I, I said to myself, I, I just don't trust sheer just as much as I don't trust Mr. Ford uh, in, in, uh, in, in the province here. Because you got to remember, Mr. Harper uh, when Wynne was in government, he he, he had uh, completely ignored her, um, and um, uh, I, it wasn't right. But I just don't uh, trust and like what they've done here um, Martin, in Martin, Ontario. Martin, can I ask you, I'm getting the sense, I could be on, right on or I could be way off here, I'm getting the sense you're you're still undecided. Have you voted? I am undecided. You know, in the last, I haven't voted. No, uh, uh, in the last election, I'll be honest, I voted for the Liberals. And, and this time here, uh, I thought, you know, let me have a second look at the Conservatives. But like I mentioned earlier, after they they dropped uh, uh, Mr. Jason Kenney into the province, I've said to myself, uh, no, I, I, I just don't trust the uh, the Conservative Party. I just don't trust Mr. Scheer. He's a bully. We, we saw that in the English debate, uh, how he bullied everybody on that stage. Um, he's a real, real bully. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's the man to be the Prime Minister. I, I'm hoping that it'll probably be just a liberal minority and, 
Um, unfortunately, it looks like Mr. Singh uh, might hold that power. Um, but that's that's how I feel right now. But yeah, you're right. I'm still undecided. So what's it what's it going to take between now and Monday to uh, to break the stalemate? Are you going to do it rock uh, paper scissors, or how, how are you going to do it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Really, I you know if everything stays status quo in the last week that we have, I'm probably tending to you know vote for uh, Trudeau again um, unless we have something that you know is really going to punch everybody out this week which I don't think it's going to happen um, listen the economy is doing really really well you know your station reported that Quebec has um, a shortage in workers like the economy, the unemployment rate is low. Um, you know, people say, you know, he's ruined the country. Where? What? What's so ruined about this country? Uh, you know, I was in the U.S. Uh, for many weeks uh, this past year, and uh, they're not any better off, really, you know. So, yeah, if everything stays status quo, um, well. probably tend to vote for the liberals, well. uh, but not not the conservatives not now no well, I, I martin i'm sensing you've got your thumb and index finger uh hovering over your nose as you're about to uh, <laughs> to vote and uh saying well if i really have to i'll do it but uh you, you don't like to be doing it but it you're yeah, you're going to yeah. exercise your franchise it's, so okay martin you, I, Th- thank you very much for your your thoughts, and uh, hopefully it'll provoke others to call, others such as uh, Bob in Hamilton. Happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you, Bob. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I don't care if it's a minority government, but I hope Trudeau is not part of it. This guy is a, an actor. He owns a pipeline, uh, and and he's a hypocrite flying two planes, and even though he said he's paid the carbon tax, that didn't cut the pollution. Those two planes are still polluting the air when he's flying. And uh, it just tears me up. And, and this never-ending deficit, we're spending billions, billions every year paying interest for this debt, and he's going to run it up by $20 billion a year for the next four years at least. Our great-great-grandchildren will still be paying for the mess that he's making. And and uh, um, the, the U.S.-Mexico-Canadian trade deal, an absolute disaster. They threw the dairy farmers out of the bus. And, and uh, in it, uh, if we get a trade deal with any country, if Donald Trump doesn't like it, he can veto it. My goodness, we are a sovereign country. What has Donald Trump got to do if we make a trade deal with another country? Okay, Bob, and that's uh, something I believe that even this morning Trudeau uh, alluded to on on the hustings yeah. uh, pertaining to, as he was obviously saying, why vote for us? Uh, with of course the new NAFTA saying what the the conservatives and NDP would do with it, saying if you want to make sure that things keep humming along, as one of our uh, listeners pointed out, with the economy, well then vote for us. Don't vote for them because that'll mean the end of uh, right. before it even really kicks in the yeah. new NAFTA, right? Yeah, David. I just want to comment on one thing. I thought yeah. Marvin's comment was a textbook example of what's going on mm-hmm. because his talking points, and I'm not disputing any of them, were very pro-liberal, doesn't like the conservatives, doesn't like Scheer, uh, doesn't 
really find anything of appealing there. It points out the economy's doing well. What's so terrible? And yet, after all that, he's, he's still, he still calls yeah. himself undecided. So, yeah, and yeah. that's the problem here in a nutshell, that his, his actual talking points could have been read out of a Liberal Party yeah. uh, pamphlet. and That's where I thought he was going. Fine. Yeah. If, you know, no problem. I'm not disputing it. But at the end, he still doesn't arrive at an easy vote, a confident vote, a mm. proud vote. That's the election and this that's year. That's the election yeah. story in a yeah. nutshell was Marvin's yeah. call. Okay. And let's go to Gary and Don Mills, who's been waiting patiently. Then we'll take a break and then we'll uh, continue with calls up to the top of the hour. And then we have a special guest who will be joining uh, David, Peter, and myself here as we'll uh, talk about how you should behave around the Thanksgiving uh, table uh, when it comes to politics, if it's even come up. So, Gary, a happy Thanksgiving Day afternoon to you. And what's your point? Yes. uh, Thanks a lot for taking my call and also Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, uh, at Zoomer Radio. Um, yes, I've been on your show before. Um, uh, basically, as far as the coalition part that you've been asking about is concerned, I don't really think uh, that's going to happen. But um, my uh, big beef is uh, this. It is, well, a number of beefs with Justin Trudeau, but what I didn't like about him was the fact that um, I'm not sure if you recall or not, but back a ways when Doug Ford became the Premier of Ontario, um, he went to visit, Justin Trudeau, that is, went to visit him when he first became uh, the Premier, and obviously that whole thing didn't go over very well. Then he went to see the Mayor of Toronto, and then afterwards, when he got back out to Ottawa, he um, decided to let or have... Um, uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, the mayor ordered the people that were living, the homeless people that were living down at the lower, uh, bottom of Lower Simcoe Street, I think is where it was, out of there because it was fed, uh, federal land. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that why? I mean, there for so long, nobody had done anything about it before. They weren't bothering anybody, but he had them ordered, uh, the, the, um, the um, mayor to have them ordered out of there. I didn't like that at all. Okay, but Gary, can we just deal with the election then? I think you you did initially touch on it, and you were talking about the the coalition there or the possibility of it. What about yourself personally? Are you kind of in that large chunk of undecided who might be leaning one way, but when it comes down to it, still haven't decided, or have you voted? Well, put it this way. Yes, I have voted, and uh, the thing is simply this, is that this whole thing about, um, as they say, the coalition, but also, too, like climate change, you, everybody's been touching on, and even with the carbon tax, as far as I'm concerned, no, I don't agree with it. As far as the climate change is concerned, no, I don't agree with, agree with this. All it is is that he's bringing things in that aren't necessary. I think I heard earlier something mentioned about the debt and that type of thing. Yes, he's very heavily in debt. And the thing is, what he's afraid of, as far as I'm concerned, is that if he gets voted out, just like what Kathleen went, if he gets voted out, uh, all this stuff is going to get exposed. That's what he's afraid of. And as far as I'm concerned, you can all talk about Sheer and everybody else the way you do. But the thing is, you want to talk about the lesser of two evils, or three or four evils. Um, okay, I'll put it this way. Sheer right now, uh, to me, is the, uh, the better bet than putting him back in. Because as I heard one other caller say, you put him in, it's going to be a disaster, which it will be. So... I mean, you can all think and say whatever you like, but from my point of view right now, as I say, the lesser of the evils would be to put uh, 
I would say, uh, to put Andrew Scheer in, even though he does not have any, uh, liberal, or, oh, for heaven's sakes, he doesn't have any political, like, in other words, leadership experience, but right now, with the way things are going, that's the way I, I'm, I'm looking at it, okay? Okay, thank you very much, Gary. Much appreciated. And in studio with me, Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor, Zoomer Magazine, David Kravitz, Vice President, Zoomer Media, and now... We had delicious goat cheese potatoes as part of the exceptional dinner prepared by my wife, Sandy. There you go. There's your plug, my dear. And uh, well-deserved, I might add, as always. But our next guest will share her recipe uh, for dealing with political potatoes, hot political potatoes, when someone else serves them up at the table. So did the election come up at your Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday or yesterday, if that's when you held it, if you're not having yours until this afternoon, then etiquette expert Leanne Pepper, general manager, faculty club at the U of T, might be able to help keep things civil. Good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving to you, Leanne. Good afternoon, Bob. Happy Thanksgiving giving to you as well. So if uh, people have had their dinners and there were issues or maybe they're lucky and they'll be able to take your advice uh, to the table this afternoon or evening, how should a host and or guest approach this if uh, the election does come up? I think you start off with setting the stage right off the bat. And as a gracious host, I think it's important for us to control the, you know, the conversation and to engage everyone in a conversation. And you might want to start off with, you know, have um, some topics, prepare in advance and have some topics in mind that you would like um, everybody to talk about. Uh, put the topics in a hat and everybody has X amount of time to talk about it and then pass the hat around and everybody gets an opportunity to pick out a topic and and control it that way and start off the bat to say, you know, we know that the election's around the corner. We know, excuse me, everybody's really passionate about it, but let's enjoy this time together and let's just be thankful for, you know, this, uh, this time of year. There's so many other things that we could talk about. Darko, Dennis, Mikhail, uh, I know you guys are all on the line. Be patient. We'll get to you here momentarily. I just wanted to ask you, Leanne, don't you find, though, maybe that most people will just proceed with their dinner or or their lunch and maybe not do what you suggested and just pray that it doesn't go there? It does. You know, the other option is, if you know that it's going to happen, then allow everybody to have an opportunity to share. And I think the key here is just everybody to just listen to everybody's point of view. And it doesn't have to get into a heated debate. So it doesn't have and, to sound like the House of Commons. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that <laughs> um, that's not really that controlled, right? So <laughs> no. why not? Why not give everybody an opportunity? So we had Thanksgiving dinner last night, and we have quite a diverse family. And it, we, during appetizers, everybody sat around outside, which was very nice, and we shared. And everybody just listened. So I think that's key. And it's important as a host, I wouldn't be siding with one person because they could, you know, it's it's about bringing people together. It's not about having a heated debate and. It's about being open and listening and uh, and allowing people to share. Okay, let's share with Darko and Etobicoke. Uh, happy Thanksgiving Day to you, Darko. Same to you. 
So if we yeah. can get you to just get a little closer to your phone there and go yeah. ahead. Can you hear me better now? Oh, much better. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. When you look at the NDP and the Greens, you know who they're willing to work for, which is the Liberal Party. So that tells me you have three parties who are basically the same. They're the same. So a vote for the Green or NDP is a vote for the Liberals. So that's the decision. Like I, I kind of I like the, the People's Party of Canada, but I know in my writing, no chance. Okay, what did it? Have you had your Thanksgiving dinner yet? Yesterday. Well, how'd it go? Did and it I come had up? My Thanksgiving nap too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had my Thanksgiving nap to follow. Oh well, what about before the nap? How did things go? Uh, oh, were things were, were things civil, or did it get a little? Uh, oh, no, no. Well, you know, uh, we had, uh, I guess, only political discussions we had was around the the fire pit outside. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty good because we didn't really talk a lot about the party. We talked about a few issues. Okay. So it sounds like uh, everyone went home happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There's people from all different spectrums. But, you know, we know enough that, you know, how far to go on things. You know, our our family, they can get heated on the politics or sports or things like that but uh, you know we had a good time <laughs> and have you already made up your mind how, or how you will vote or have you voted well, already swinging between um look, if it wasn't for that sort of uh nomination garbage that went down in in london ontario with Salim Mansour, where they didn't sign that was the one that kind of startled me on the conservatives but if i look at in my riding, which is Etobicoke Center, it's it's a two-horse race between conservatives or liberals, and I'm absolutely not a liberal, totally. So, you know, I think my vote will go for uh, Ted, Ted Oppitz, the conservatives. Okay. All right. And that's in Etobicoke Center, like, I believe, you know, right? Somebody was saying about the other parties, you know, not wanting to deal, to work with the conservatives at all, even if they get some of what they want, right? They just don't want to deal with them. So, you know, you know, people say, I think Jack going to do horrible um, the only uh, problems I think where he could have a decent showing will be BC. I think Maritimes he's going to do not well. He won't do well in Quebec, and he'll pick up some seats like NDP does around in Ontario. Okay, but you know I think it's going to be BC. Uh, British Columbia will be his thing. Okay, uh, if he if he does okay, but NDP I don't think they're going to do a good showing. Darko and Etobicoke, thank you so much, and a happy Thanksgiving again to you and yours. All right, there goes uh, there goes Darko. Um, from what you've uh, heard up to, at this point, Leanne Pepper at uh, at the U of T, our uh, etiquette expert, it seems like people were behaving. Now, granted, that's a real small sample size here, just a couple, but still, <laughs> sounds like people were behaving. I, I'm just going to ask quickly around the table here before we go. We will go next to uh, Dennis and Kitchener. Hang tight. We're, you're, you're on deck, and uh, then we have others to follow. What about uh, yourself, David? Did you guys have... Uh... We're having it uh, this evening. Oh, I don't okay. anticipate much discussion. Well, you don't? You say that no. uh, tongue-in-cheek, or no. you don't? Th- no? 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 Okay, I, what about... No, I no. don't. What well, about, well, Bob, you were saying yourself. I, uh, I was about to get there, yeah. and uh, it, did you have... We had ours, and it was just election-free dinner. Like, yeah. It didn't come up once. Yeah, and same with us yesterday. I purposely, Leanne, not that I was afraid where it might go, I just said, you know what? People know what I do for a living. If they want to bring it up, I'd rather just focus on uh, our kids being there, uh, our son-in-law, daughter-in-law, our, our two grandkids, including our uh, newly arrived just less than three months ago granddaughter. So we focused on that, and I was curious to see if any of them might bring it up, and no one did. 
So we didn't Nobody even did. have to, nope, no one, no. Uh, no one even went there. And then I thought, should I maybe throw a, a bone out there and see if anybody <laughs> goes for it? I didn't even, uh, didn't even do that. We just decided to kind of leave it outside the, uh, the household and, and not even go there. So let's, let's find out what, uh, might've happened in Kitchener with, uh, with Dennis possibly at, uh, at the family table. Happy Thanksgiving day to you, Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure if I had to turn my radio off. Yeah, I was sitting in my car, whether uh, oh, there would be okay. backseat or whatever. Thank you for waiting. I have a and, Thanksgiving and, to you too. And and what about yourself? Have you have you had uh, Thanksgiving uh, dinner yet? And did it come up the election? We did yesterday, and no, it did not. Uh, now, was that by choice, or like you didn't even, or did you think of bringing it up? Uh, you oh. Might- my wife and I have come to an agreement that we don't talk about it. Ah, okay. Uh, it's a strict an issue where uh, Mr. Trudeau could do anything in the world, and it wouldn't matter. He would be the best candidate to uh, run Canada, where I'm probably about uh, 180 degrees the other yeah. way. Happy, what do they say, right, uh, Dennis? Happy, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It isn't worth going there. No, <laughs> no, it, 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 it really isn't. <laughs> She can do her thing, and I'll do my thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but the reason I called, and I've, I've been listening to uh, some of the callers or whatever, and and Canadians must have a very short memory, or they, they just don't care. I just I just can't believe that Trudeau would be as close as he is or, or possibly even win the election. When you think of all the things that he has done as far as uh, – yeah, well, first off, being the only prime minister ever to be found, a sitting prime minister to be found, uh, guilty, guilty of ethics violations twice. The SNC one, where the RCMP wanted to do a thorough investigation, he blocked it. So we don't know what actually went on. Okay. Not only during block them, he bullied. Is two members. Uh, okay, Dennis, if we can, just so that we yeah. don't uh, do a little bit of a history lesson here. So, right. if we could, just your closing thought on this, then how do you how do you see the? Well, obviously, you'd like to see Sheer uh, get in, right? Based well, on your remarks. You know, you know, Sheer is suffering from Harper's uh, lack of having a personality going back four years. But you have to remember, you know, they say Trudeau did this and Trudeau did that. There is no nasty yet. It hasn't been signed off right. by the Democrats. So don't claim that. Okay. Don't claim a, a robust economy because Trudeau did nothing for that except drive billions or more. Harper gave him a balanced budget. What are we now? 18 or 20 billion a year over? You know, you can, you can say you did this and you did that. We're back. Okay. Dennis, thank you. Dennis and Kitchener, thank you. And a happy Thanksgiving again to you. And uh, Mihail in Toronto, thank you for your uh, your your patience. Uh, and uh, and and let's 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 hear from you now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my my concern is uh, while I believe that people are entitled to their opinions, I find it really disappointing that there are so many people who say they don't trust Sheer, but they trust Trudeau and they're going to vote for Trudeau. I find it uh, disappointing that uh, they're not willing to take a chance on someone who they haven't seen perform, but they've uh, made a decision that uh, they're totally ignoring uh, Trudeau's performance for the last four years and his dishonesty on a various numbers of issues. 
I'm uh, I'm disappointed with those people that have uh, listeners who've called and said that they consider uh, Shear's performance at the last debate that he was a bully. When I think the general consensus is that for the most of the campaign, Shear's been considered very boring, and they seem to forget that uh, Shear, for a number of years, was a speaker of the House, and that takes uh, incredible abilities of diplomacy. And, uh, and that he is considered to be a fairly diplomatic individual. And so to be considered a bully just because of one night's performance is, uh, is disappointing. Okay, thank you very much, and a happy Thanksgiving to, to you and yours, and thank you for taking out your time on the holiday Monday to join us here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Thank you. Okay, and let's, uh, I guess, do some, let's do some, some clo- uh, some closing thoughts here, and then we'll we'll get back to you, uh, Leanne. No, we I'm I'm trying to show uh, some etiquette here. I'm not ignoring you. We just wanted to hear from the uh, from the listeners, and we'll we'll have you uh, with some closing thoughts as well. If uh, if people are going to be going uh, to uh, Thanksgiving dinner, uh, be it this afternoon or evening, we'll we'll touch on some of your points once again to avoid that. So. Let's uh, close up first of all with with you, David, if if we can. And uh, how do you see this playing out? People can still vote, by the way, on uh, on our poll at zoomervote.ca up until Zoomervote. when? Zoomervote.ca, go there and uh, up up until vote. up until when? Uh, think, up until Monday? Sunday, I think. Yeah, up until Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, how do you? What are you looking forward to in in this last week? What? What are you keeping an eye out for rather than what are you looking forward to happening, possibly? Two scenarios. One, there's some new event or bombshell, real or imagined, serious or not, but some new wrinkle in the narrative that drives one party onto the uh, defensive or not. Otherwise, I think it's going to be the same drift uh, that we've seen. And the one thing that the polls have not uh, focused on as much is that who are the likely voters? You know, you're you're polling adults, but are they going to vote? We hear people that are undecided who like the liberals and are still undecided. So the Zoomers are going to vote. The Zoomers are going to get to the polls. Uh, let's see if any of the parties wake up to that and do anything about it. Peter? Yeah, Peter I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Trudeau as the reality kicks in that um, the Liberals aren't going to get a majority, um, how he handles questions about uh, coalitions with uh, NDP. That'll be very interesting to watch for. Yeah, for okay, sure. then. Peter Muggeridge, Senior Editor, Zoomer Magazine, David Kravitz, Vice President of Zoomer Media. And the final word will go to our lady on the panel here, Leanne Pepper, General <laughs> Manager of the Faculty Club at the, uh, the U of T, in terms of uh, keeping things civil at the... Uh, at the dining room table, you you did touch on being a little bit proactive uh, in terms of the uh, the approach uh, when when hosting. What about uh, taking it from the the guests' point of view? And we'll leave that thought from you in terms of uh, should you go there armed to the teeth, or should you just go there uh, not even looking at uh, bringing this up and just leave it and see how things play out. I think as a gracious guest, we should always go armed with a gift. Uh, we never go empty-handed. Not and a gift of go gab, to but... have a nice time and to be able to enjoy a lovely dinner with your friends and your family. It's a time to be grateful. And there's so many other topics we can talk about at this time of year. It doesn't have to be about politics. 
And Andrew in Toronto, Joseph in Etobicoke, sorry we didn't get to you, but uh, please do call at some point during the week, I'm sure, maybe even as early as tomorrow with the strategy panel. And I'm sure Libby Snymer, when she returns, will be talking uh, talking about the election. And uh, Leanne Pepper, the U of T, thank you for your time and a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, and I'd like to also thank you for listening and or taking part in the election conversation. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.